Welcome to Detour to Neverland, where you are the author of your own Disney story. There's a lot of satisfaction in developing ideas into realities. And you can find magic in your everyday life. If you do what you really want to do, you feel like you're playing. How can you write your first chapter today? Dreams are how we figure out where we want to go. Life is how we get there. I'm headed this way. We're your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 337. We are so happy to be back. As you could tell from the episode title, today in response to the brand new Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel, we are going to be pitching our own ideas for maybe what the next iterations of that fully immersive themed hotel experience could be. And then we're also going to fill you in on some of the other stuff that we've been doing since we've taken a little bit of a break from the podcast. Yeah. So like Brendan said, we're super excited to be back. I feel like we have a lot to talk about. To be honest, I don't know everything that there is to know about the Galactic Star Cruiser, but that's not what we're here to talk about anyway. So we're here to talk about our own ideas. And I mean, in my opinion, my ideas are better than that one. Do we need to make like a proposition for Imagineers who are listening right now? Like how much we'll sell these ideas for? Absolutely. Um, $5. That's where <laughs> I'll start the bid. Okay. I was going to say like $5 million. Oh. I feel very confident in my ideas. Wow. Okay. Well, I have I some good hear, thoughts. I can't wait to hear about them. Yeah. But before that, we're going to do a little bit of a recap of some of the things that we've experienced here in Orlando. Some new things that we have been checking out. And the first on the list is a theme park that whenever we decided to move here, I don't remember us ever really talking about it at all. And that is SeaWorld. Yeah, it was kind of a spur of the moment decision to go to SeaWorld. I mean, you literally bought the tickets the night before. But the one good thing I will say about SeaWorld, especially for all of you teachers out there, Florida teachers, I should say, is you can get a free annual pass to SeaWorld. Literally all it includes is your admission. It doesn't include parking, discounts. Uh, I don't know what else goes with other annual passes, but I got in. Well, their, We're plan, free. their plan worked perfectly because then I bought an annual pass to go with you. It's like yeah. They still got us. They still come out ahead. They did, but it is a nice perk. Teachers... Most people don't get anything for free, so it was nice. It was a good a good little perk. Yeah, so some of you may be saying, and some of you may be in the boat that you have written off SeaWorld forever of something that you will never experience it, and I totally get that. Mm-hmm. I did watch Blackfish back in the day. I don't think you've ever watched it, have you? No, I haven't watched it. And, you know, it's, I don't know, it's a little weird, but we decided to go, and I'm glad we did. Our main... Object our, our main uh, objective, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was almost at objection. <laughs> our main objective to going to SeaWorld was to ride the roller coasters because, you know, obviously Universal has some really good roller coasters with Velocicoaster and Hagrid's. Disney has some pretty good roller coasters. They're more themed instead of thrilling. So we were kind of looking for that extra thrill aspect and then their brand new coaster icebreaker just opened so we decided that we would go check them out so we rode almost all of the coasters i rode all of them besides one 
So I did not ride Manta. You didn't ride Manta either. And then I rode Kraken without you. Yeah, and I sat that one out. Uh, I sat it out just because we were having a really good roller coaster day. And I heard since that one was the oldest, it might jostle you around a little similarly to how we felt after riding the Hulk. So I just decided I would take my wins and we would move on. But there were a couple different reasons why we chose to go to SeaWorld on the day that we did. Disney, as most of you know, has been very busy. So we just opted to spend a theme park day in somewhere where we were assuming would be less busy. Now, I don't really know if that was the case completely. What did you think about the crowds? Well, so, and another thing going on at SeaWorld right now is they do have their seven, what's it called? Seven Seas. There's no way it's called Seven Seas, is it? Uh, It's a food festival. It is. It's similar to like a food and wine. They have different booths set up with different countries and you get to try their cuisine, basically. The crowds, it was a late arriving crowd. I would say almost everyone there, I think, was there for two reasons. Sesame Street Land or to eat at the festival food. And that's where all the lines were. I think we would have had a more enjoyable day if we had gotten food earlier. We waited too long and the crowds got really crazy. Yeah, I think that's fair. But the good thing is, because in that category, Brendan never mentioned roller coasters, Those were complete walk-ons, which is something that we haven't gotten to experience in a very long time. So that was pretty cool to see five minutes for a roller coaster. Something that's a little bit odd about SeaWorld that we didn't realize is they don't load you into the rows. They obviously come and check to make sure you're strapped in properly, but there's no one standing there like you would at Disney saying row two, row one, row three, whatever it might be. And that was a little jarring at first but we we made it on just fine i almost think it just you know obviously you get carts that don't send a full one out so it's a little bit inefficient but you never get the people saying like oh i really wanted back row i really wanted front row which disney does try to accommodate a lot of times but if it gets too far backed up they they'll say no sorry yeah and especially during the pandemic like when all of like the social distancing and everything they would not take any requests at all so it was a little bit weird, but so here's the ones we did ride. Do you remember the names of them? Ooh, no. <laughs> uh, Mako. Okay. Icebreaker. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that it? And then Kraken? And then Kraken. Yeah, that's it. Oh, well, I don't know why I thought there was more. And then Manta mm-hmm. was the one that we skipped. Probably because we rode them multiple times. We did ride Mako twice. Yeah. Yes. But I, they were all really good roller coasters. I thoroughly enjoyed all of them. We, you know, we used to be big thrill seekers, and like you said, that most recent time on Hulk, we were like, "What has happened to us?" It messed like, us is up. This what feeling old feels like. Yeah. And so I was a little nervous going into our Sea World day, but we left feeling pretty good. I think. I agree, Mako. I really enjoyed because it's. Your typical just really big coaster. There's no loops, but it's lots of hills. And I like that dropping feeling. So that was pretty cool. And, you know, just the massive size of the roller coaster was pretty cool. And then I did enjoy Icebreaker because it was very unique. Obviously, it's the newest. So it's going to be, I guess, the coolest. 
Yeah, I would say unique is probably a good word of that. And it's a lot more fun writing it than it looks from the outside. It looks it looks kind of lame, I would say. And what we talked about is it's probably because it's very small. Like it's not a long ride, especially if you compare it to some of these other roller coasters that they have where it's absolutely huge. But it is neat where you get to load the harness that they put on, what do they call it? A comfort collar. That was hilarious. Um, It's not very comfortable. So I don't know why they call it that, but they load you in, they check you. And then you, when you're in line, you can watch it. They basically push you onto the track. It locks into place. And then when you get launched, it launches you backwards, almost like a boomerang before it slingshots you onto the rest of the coaster. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's the coolest part is just you don't often have a backwards launch, which was neat. But And it was very smooth. Very smooth because it's new. So that was nice. But it is one of those that we actually caught it right when it came uh, back from being down. So we basically walked on it. Because it's a launch coaster, it's, um, it seems like it would be pretty inefficient as well. Like As soon as we left, the wait was already up to 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Whereas most of their other coasters were pretty short waits all day long. But so who would you say it would be good to do a SeaWorld day? I would say my opinion is toddlers definitely who like Sesame Street. Although I will say we did not get to spend a lot of time in Sesame Street land because it was crazy. It was absolutely packed. I think because it is a cheaper theme park option when you compare it to like a Disney or a Universal, a lot of Families, especially with young kids, like you said, do opt to bring their families there, probably because it's a little smaller. There are animals there, which is pretty cool. But Sesame Street Land, we walked through it just because I thought it would be cute. For some reason, I thought I would get to see Oscar the Grouch. I did not get to see Oscar the Grouch. That was a little disappointing. Well, and then you could see there was a trash can set up and it said, do not knock on it. And I thought it was like an ironic thing. Uh-huh. So I told you to knock on it. And now I'm thinking you actually were not supposed to knock on it. Uh, well, I knocked on it. Nothing happened. And then there was a little doorbell too on the side. We tried that. Nothing happened. Well, he was like yelling. He's like, it, leave me alone. I know, but I really thought I was going to get to see him. Anywho. That was crazy busy. So again, if you did have toddlers, mornings, probably the best. But I would probably really recommend it for, I don't know, people our age, people who like roller coasters. I do think it offered a lot. They had a water, like a river raft ride. We didn't do it because the line was long, but they also have like a log flume. Yeah, and those both had low height requirements, so a lot of the kids were doing that too, whereas mm-hmm. you didn't see as many kids in the roller coaster lines. That's true. But I thought the food that we tried was okay. Those lines were pretty long. Yeah, I would say I can't really comment on the food. It was, yeah, and they only do it on the weekends. So like, I would say go during the week to do it, but they only do it Thursday through Sunday. Maybe if you went on a Thursday, it would be good. The food that we had was not great. It was okay. The hash thing that we tried was okay. It was okay. I mean, 
I would guess it's like, I don't know. How would you compare it to universal food or Epcot food? Well, this might be a hot take, but we do not like universal food. Well, we liked their Mardi Gras food last year. Okay. We didn't try a lot, but. I guess I'll give you that. I don't know. It's so hard to compare when it comes to theme park food because you kind of know what you're going to get, like, no matter what. It was not amazing. I don't know. Yeah, but we did not see any of the shows either. But we did get to see some baby dolphins and some seals and sea lions. We did. So that was fun. So overall, I would say SeaWorld was fun. I would definitely go back, like, and honestly, you could knock out all of the big coasters in an hour if you got there right when the park opened. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then you could spend the rest of the day watching shows or eating. They have lots of drinking there as well, lots of bars and everything set up. So I think I would go back to SeaWorld. The most surprising thing about SeaWorld, the penguin line. The penguin line was out of control. It was over an hour long to look at some penguins. Needless to say, we did not do that, but now I'm very interested because it must be awesome. Must be. Must be. So we have to go back and see the penguins. Yeah. But as with everywhere else in the world, SeaWorld is definitely dealing with staffing issues as well. So yeah. You just have to be patient. Keep that in mind as you go in. So uh, next on our list is Flower and Garden. We did go on opening day at Flower and Garden. We actually had plans to go again this weekend, and we just didn't make it back out there. For it. We didn't try a ton, but we did try a few things. You talk about you just had a hot take. I think I have a hotter take. And this might actually make people upset. Oh, I'm ready. I have not had anything that is just knock your socks off good at any of these festivals in two or three years. Yeah, I might agree with that. Some of the food that we've tried recently has not been great so we'll share with you what we tried and then you can tell us what you think or maybe you can avoid some of these items if you don't think it's worth it but i'm trying to think of where we started where we started was the china booth okay we got the chicken on a skewer it was like a spicy chicken is the way that it was advertised it was good it was decently spicy there was some flavor to it and then with that we also got the they're not called crab ragoons, but they're basically crab ragoons. I think they're basically I think they're just called cream cheese wontons or something like that. Yeah. And again, those are always good, but they have a they have like a version of that at almost every single festival. I guess here, I'll amend my statement from before. Okay. I haven't had anything knock your socks off for the price in a very long time. Every time we do it and you you know, you order two things and it's $15, $17. I'm like, holy cow. You know, this mm-hmm. is better be good. And then you get like a bite and a half. And it's a lot of it's good. I just think none of it's great. I don't know. Maybe that's too harsh. We'll move on to what's next. We opted to stop at the Morocco Pavilion. And it was actually something brand new for us. We've never eaten anything from Morocco. Well, I'll take that back. RIP fried cauliflower. Well, that was actually the grease booth in Morocco. Was it the grease booth, though? Yeah. Okay. I guess I'll have to believe you. 
But we ate at the Morocco Pavilion. You got a lamb skewer. I got another chicken skewer. And they were both pretty good. Again, I mean, it's chicken slash lamb on a stick. So it's decent, but it wasn't knock your socks off. It came with like a chickpea salad. You tried it. It was pretty good. I honestly didn't even try it. Chickpea was just one of the ingredients. I wouldn't say it's a chickpea salad, but that's the only the, ingredient I could remember. Cucumbers, carrots were also in there. Kind of like a slaw. Mm-hmm. More so than a salad. Then we made our way around to the Cider House, which is in the UK, kind of in between Canada and the UK. And this one we are very excited for. Yeah. So you got the Cider Flight, and I got, they had an organic lager from the UK. The organic lager, here's what I'll say about it. I think it could have been very good, but they were so backed up there that they didn't have them in the fridge. And I love the cast members to death. I will fight to the death for cast members, but that cast member had never poured a beer in their entire life because it well, was, and it was hot. And so it was 70% foam. So we paid for the larger one and I bet we got less liquid than the smaller one. Yeah. You also forgot to mention that we got the bacon jam scone. Oh, yeah. We or did. the B I guess it's a BLT scone with bacon jam. Yeah. And that was actually pretty good. It was. It you know, when you think scone, if you're like me, you just think dry. Hard, dry, like a rock. It was a little thing. hard, but the bacon jam was the was the star. It was very good. I wish we had a knife to kind of spread it on there because every time you went to go dip the scone in it, the scone just fell apart like scones do, I guess. Um, But that was very good. I will say it was something different. Your cider flight. And I don't know if anybody's picked this up. Catherine doesn't like carbonation anything, but cider, she's new to the cider world. I am. I'm giving it a shot. And... It was one of those things where I tried each one for the first time. It was a pink lemonade, a watermelon, and then I think it was called like a three jam. So basically just like three berries. I don't know what the three berries were, but they were all pink. So I got the flight. I was very excited. It was very visually appealing. The lemonade, the pink lemonade was my favorite. It was very sweet, but it was also pretty tart, like sour. The other two, not good. I definitely thought I was going to enjoy the watermelon. There was something weird about it that I couldn't quite pinpoint to the point where I did not even drink it. And then the other one was just not very good. You also don't have to worry about those being not at the right temperature because they are on a tap with a keg, you know, that's refrigerated. So Mm -hmm. that's at least a good sign. The beer they were pouring just from cans into cups. Which was so peculiar. Well, they they do that sometimes. I've seen that happen at festivals in the past, but normally they pull them out of the fridge mm-hmm. and do it. And I think they were just so far behind that they were just pulling the extras off the shelves and just straight pouring them. Yeah. Pouring them incorrectly, I might say. But So it was interesting. If you're interested in getting three pink ciders, I mean, it was fun, I guess, but they just weren't for me. Then our last stop of the night was the um, brunch place. 
Do they still call it that? I believe so. Okay. Over near Test Track. So we got the fried cinnamon roll donuts. What are they called? Fried cinnamon donuts. They were, mm, I don't know, little bacon too. Stuffed pastries. (laughs) I don't know what to call it. It's kind of like a Chinese donut, I would say. But it's stuffed with like cream cheese. Yeah. On the inside. And then topped with candied bacon. And those were very good. But those aren't new either. That's Correct. one that comes back every year. These were good because they were nice and hot. I think we've gotten them in the past before where they were cold and they were not nearly as good. But when they are nice and hot, they're delicious. Yeah. And then unfortunately, if you are going to Flower and Garden to see the new sequence for Spaceship Earth, which is for Festival of the Arts, it was Rainbow Connection from the Muppets. This time it is Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas, and they do not do it after park close, which I found a little, I was surprised by that. Yeah, we waited for a pretty long time because we were hoping to get there before the fireworks. We were too busy just kind of meandering and eating, and then we missed it. So we thought, oh, we'll just wait around. We probably waited 30 minutes and nothing happened, and it was a Wednesday night, (laughs) so it was getting late. And Harmonious had just ended, so people were flooding out. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know if it was just like a one-time thing or if they really don't show it after park closed. Maybe they don't want you to stand around and wait. They probably want you to get out of there. Yeah, but on the flip side, I could say like they want you to leave World Showcase, so that's a way to draw you towards the exit. But That's true. I don't know. I just thought, I kind of thought they would run it for like 30 minutes, an hour after park close, but they didn't. They did not. But I do think it's super exciting that it looks like these music and light sequences are here to stay for Spaceship Earth because I think we'll enjoy the Colors of the Wind one. That Rainbow Connection one, the first time we saw it, our jaws were on the floor. It would bring like a little tear to your eye. Now, I I think the Pocahontas one will be good, but imagine, you know, all of the other things that they could do. Who knows what they'll do for uh, food and wine? Probably Ratatouille. (laughs) Let's be real. We all know what it's going to be. But they could do like um, uh, Bella Note from Lady and the Tramp. That could be good. Yeah, they could do like a Be Our Guest. No. That's a go-to for them. You don't think they would do Be Our Guest? There's too much Beauty and the Beast in the parks. Well, that's that's exactly why I think they'd do it. Well, message Zach Ridley and tell him not to. I'll get right on that. And then last thing we want to talk about before we talk about these hotels is we booked a Disneyland trip. Yay! So we shared uh, in our last episode, which was (laughs) almost a month ago, so sorry about that. (laughs) But um, our Disney Wish cruise did get canceled this upcoming summer. And so to help heal the pain, we booked a Disneyland trip, as every normal adult would, right? I mean, you ha- you have to do something to just make yourself feel better, you know. Um, but it, I mean, we're excited about it. It's something that we knew we wanted to kind of plan and do anyway this summer. So it does give us something new to plan. And what's even more exciting is we're going with Hannah Little and her husband, Clayton. Yep. And it'll be their first time in Disneyland. Yeah. So, so Disneyland with friends. Correct. So it should be 
a ton of fun. We're doing pretty much the same thing that we did last time. We're flying into John Wayne Airport instead of LAX, which I'm super happy about. We are staying at a good neighbor hotel again. Not the same one we stayed at last time. This one's going to be a little bit closer. But... And we're going in a in June, which will not be as hot as when we went last July, hopefully. We hope. And what we're excited about is some of these shows coming back. So Fantasmic should be back, World of Color. Hopefully the parades will be in full force. And that's just really exciting. And we'll be there just, you know, a, basically a month after Multiverse of Madness comes out. So Don't even get my hopes up, Brendan. Who knows what will be happening in Avengers Campus in response to that. I mean, my hopes are already up. Let's be real. <laughs> if Wanda is there, how long would you wait to meet her? I mean, I would stand there all day. Just watch her? Just wait to meet her. Yeah. I mean, after I met her, like, I'd probably need to move on. Like, it might be a little weird if I stay there all day. But I would definitely camp out. You've already her. worn your WandaVision shirt once to Avengers Campus. Campus, Would you do it again? I guess it's not a WandaVision shirt. It's just a Wanda shirt. It's a Scarlet Witch shirt. Yeah. I have actually started trying to look for new or more Wanda merch. Wow. Yeah. Are there any shops that are just solely Wanda merch? You know, there's not. Um, that's a, It's very niche. So I understand. You know, Maybe you have to diversify the portfolio. Maybe there's a gap in the market right there for you. Well, maybe if I was more creative, but I am excited. So I'm starting to think about what I would possibly want to wear to Avengers Campus. Okay. I'm excited. I'm excited. Okay. So now our topic for today. So Galactic Star Cruiser, of course, just opened. uh, If you're listening to this on opening day, six days ago, officially on March 1st. And the reviews of it are really good. It seems like I have not seen anybody say that they did not enjoy it. There's always going to be that conversation about price and everything that goes along with that. But everything that I have read from reliable sources and not so reliable sources are saying like, this is flat out a good experience. Like it is something so different than we've ever been able to experience before. You might be asking, will we ever do it? My answer is, Probably not. Solely because I don't think I'm a big enough Star Wars fan to really, really appreciate it. It For me, it's the price. I think the price does kind of knock out some of those people, like you said, who are maybe not a die-hard Star Wars fan. We would enjoy it. I think we would understand all the references and, I don't know, whatever else is going on there. Like I said, I haven't looked into it probably as much as you have. But I do think... It's expensive. So for us, it's just not something that we're super interested in. Maybe it's because we also live here. Um, But I do think there's potential for future immersive experiences that we would be excited in. So let's play this game. If, let's say, they start treating it like the cruise lines in the future once it's kind of cooled off a little bit and you get a Florida resident, you know, rate that's for the next weekend out and let's say you get 50% off then would you consider it oh yeah i mean I like- why why wouldn't you i mean i think it's it's something new that disney's offering like you said all the reviews sound really cool and it seems different 
So, I mean, I can't say like I would never do it, but right now for the price, I do think it, it eliminates it for me. Like we didn't even consider it when we were like, oh, what are we going to do instead of the wish? That was never thrown out as an option. Do you think that's why it's so polarizing? The price? Well, just like, you know, I, I, we've never seen something like this. I don't think in our time in the Disney community where there are, it seems like there's actually people who want it to fail. And like I had my skepticism along the way, but now I'm like, I think it looks awesome. I think it looks amazing, mm-hmm. but it, it's, it's very, I mean, it is polarizing. Maybe it is the price. I mean, I think since we've seen a lot of other price things happening with Disney, I think a lot of people have very strong opinions right now on just Disney and pricing and what that looks like. So to see an immersive experience like this at the price at the price point that it has, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that was like the number one factor. Yeah. Well, it is a tough pill to swallow. I mean, I had to deal with that personally of being like, unless something drastically changes in my financial life, <laughs> I will never get to do this. And I think that's tough to realize a lot of times. A lot of things you think like, oh, maybe I'll be able to save for it, but like for some of those prices, it's like I can't even justify it. No, there's a lot of other things that you could save for, for sure. Well, yeah. May- yeah. Maybe once we've done all the international parks and we've done every cruise that is offered, then we can come back and we can save up for the Star Cruiser. Deal? Yeah. That time, I think the price point would be much lower because <laughs> it would be much older. Yeah. Okay. So... um as you can guess, we basically knew that we were both going to do a Marvel one. So we both did a Marvel one and a non-Marvel hotel pitch. And then here are the categories that we're going to cover for each of them. So the theme or franchise that your hotel is based off of, the setting, so what does the ship or the rooms or the atrium or just any of that look like? Is it connected to a land and the parks like Galaxy's Edge is to Galactic Star Cruiser? The conflict. So, for example, like on Galactic Star Cruiser, where the First Order comes and takes over your ship, what's the conflict that's going on? What missions do you have along the way? And then lastly, the food or miscellaneous things that you want to add in there. Um Ladies first, do you want to start with your Marvel one or your non-Marvel one? Ooh, what would you rather start with? Let's do Marvel because I'm sure people are like rolling their eyes because they knew that we would do this. Okay, well, this will be a double eye roll because I feel like this is very stereotypical, but I had to do it and I'm very excited about it because this is something that I would for sure pay for. So for my Marvel immersive experience, I had to pick Westview. I would want to visit Westview and be a part of that community from WandaVision. Color me shocked. I know. Everybody's shocked. (laughs) But I do think there's a lot of really cool things that could occur here. So potentially, my Westview could be connected to Avengers Campus. I don't think that's necessary just because it would be so different um, you know, it's not as continuous as the Star Cruiser is with Galaxy's Edge. But if you had to connect it to a land, that would be the obvious choice. What about Hollywood Studios? Since it's kind of like making a 
TV show almost. Oh, that could be pretty cool. Like you enter in through a backstage kind of area. That has some good potential. I like that. Just throwing it out there. Okay. That's a good, that's a good one. But as far as what the rooms would look like or what the land would look like, I mean, it would basically just look like Westview. I think to give you that idea of, you know, you are in this town, it wouldn't be a big building. It's not going to be like a hotel structure, but instead you would have your own little condo. I'm kind of picturing something similar to if you've ever seen or been to like the Give Kids the World here in Orlando. Obviously, those are real houses, but these would be almost mini houses. You could make them like units or, you know, like a front and a back so that the sidewalks, you know, can you kind of picture what I'm putting down here? Okay. But with all of these different rooms every day, it would be able to change to the different decades. So that's kind of the main staple here is that just like the TV show, if this were a three day immersive experience, it would be broken into the first day would be the 50s and 60s, so black and white. You'd have to dress like you're in the 50s and 60s. The next day would be the 70s and 80s. And then the last day would be like the 90s or the 2000s. It's kind of weird to say present day because that's like 30 years. So that's a pretty big gap. But early well, 2000s deserve a, a highlight of them own. So, so do the 90s. So I don't know if this has to be a four day experience <laughs> just so that we can really give everybody the Westview experience that they deserve. But that's kind of the way that I'm breaking up this experience. And I think it would be really cool, like for the cast members. I don't know if they'd be called cast members. Absolutely not. They're just citizens of Westview. So the citizens of Westview, like they would change their vernacular and like their language through the different decades, just like they did on the show. No, everything changes. I mean, this is completely in sync with what's happening. I mean, you are not no, allowed the to leave. No, in sync are in the 90s. Ha, ha, ha. You are not allowed to leave your house, condo, room, unless you look the part. Oh, I thought you were about to say they lock you in there. They might. I mean, Wanda's in control. She can do what she wants. Okay. So that's kind of where we're at. As far as the conflict, I have a couple different options. It was hard for me to narrow it down. The obvious one would be, you know, strange things keep happening. You don't know why you see just kind of random magical occurrences or things that you can't explain. And you're trying to figure out why, like you don't know why this is happening. So is it Agatha? Is it Wanda? Is it Sword who are pulling some interesting strings? Because I think you have to incorporate that part of it as well to keep it interesting, especially because we don't really know what that guy was up to. We know it was something bad, but we don't quite know. Um, Or is it the multiverse that has been opened? So you have, I feel like, a lot of room to play with this. So that you could not only experience, you know, Wanda, Vision, Agatha, but you could potentially incorporate some of those other Marvel characters. You could see Steve or Peggy from the 50s or 60s. You would just start bawling. I know. I think I would absolutely lose it. But 
you know, you could start to incorporate some of those things. And I think that could be really cool. But ultimately, you're trying to figure out why are all these strange things happening? So that's kind of the conflict here. Okay. So then as far as the missions, since it's a big mystery, you are trying to connect the pieces. So it's almost like, I don't want to call it an escape room. I guess it's kind of an escape room because you would have to be escaping Westview essentially, but you have to talk to people. So you could have Tommy and Billy, you could have Pietro, um, just all of the other cast members, AKA citizens of Westview who are helping you put things together or sending you to different places to try to, you know, observe something or figure out what's going on. And along the way there are, you know, carnivals or pop-up things or, you know, just other things to participate. Um, you could go investigate the sword, the, the sword, <laughs> uh, the sword, you know, tents and trucks and things like that to look for clues and Monica Rambo could help you out. So that's my mission. Okay. I'm in on all this. And then last but not least, this is where I had a lot of fun looking things up because if you are truly sticking to theme, the food for each day has to fit the decades that you're in. So I looked up a lot of the most popular meals or food items throughout these decades. So on fifties day, you've got TV dinners. So you can have the tray. They could be done really nicely. They don't have to be frozen, but (laughs) it could be a really cool way to get a meal. Um, Meatloaf, just things like that, like home-cooked meals. I know, I just picture meatloaf, mashed potatoes, and green beans. Yes, definitely. Yes, I mean, come on. What more do you need? So really good home-cooked food. In the 60s, um, I thought this was funny, so I wrote it down. One of the number one foods in the 60s was onion soup dip. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you just put three words together that don't go together. Yes, like like a French onion dip, basically. Interesting. I thought you were going to say spam. No, spam was actually earlier. Wow. In the timeline. Mm. Yeah. Everybody should just get a can of spam when they walk in. No, that's too, that's too early. Mm. This has to be appropriate for the decades. The 70s and the 80s would come next. So a variety of hamburger helper. It can be like a make your own <laughs> <laughs> hamburger helper. Um, fondue was apparently very popular during this time. And for dessert, you get a black forest cake. Those were very popular. Yeah. Um, in the eighties, another winner here. Um, if you're going for something more casual, they have sloppy joes. You can get a (laughs) sloppy joe lunch. It's just a different (laughs) version of ground beef so far. Um, ranch dressing was also very popular in the eighties. Still, still kicking today. I still love ranch dressing. Yeah. Um, And then the 90s is where we really get into all the good stuff. So Hot Pockets. Dunkaroos. We could do Dunkaroos. That could be like a grab-and-go option. But Hot Pockets, obviously, Disney would not serve you a Hot Pocket. It would be a gourmet Hot Pocket. (laughs) (laughs) No, I want the normal Hot Pocket. You want the real thing? The one that burns your tongue on the first bite. I think all things like that would do that. Um, But like a Lunchable. So again, like a... Homemade Lunchable, super cool, and molten lava cake. Wow! For dessert, you you are the biggest fan of molten lava cake that I know, for sure. 
Yeah. So that was purely for me, but it was on a list that I found. So I'm going with it. But I just think it'd be really cool to see the different outfits, the different hairstyles. You know, people would have to commit. Like when you show up, you know what you are committing to. This is for real, for real. Um, But I just also think it'd be really cool to see kind of how you could bring Agatha and Wanda to life. I mean, they could have their kind of big fight scene, um, but also like because we don't know exactly what's going to happen with Multiverse of Madness, I do think you could incorporate that and it could open up its own complete interesting, I don't know. Well, you thing. could almost like break the third wall almost like if you're in it and have people like break character and be like, no, that scene wasn't shot right. You know, or like uh-huh. funny things like that. I mean, as lame as this comparison is going to sound like kind of like Indiana Jones stunt spectacular. Oh, yeah. You know, where there's breaks and they uh-huh. discuss things, but obviously a lot more humor involved than, well, that was kind of a shot. It's <laughs> <laughs> spectacular. But um, I saw on your screen when you were looking up Crystal Pepsi, and I'm really, I know Disney is a Coke place, but where does Crystal Pepsi fall into this? Oh, I didn't know that was something that people actually liked. Oh, my <laughs> so gosh. I, I didn't include that, but we could, you know, you could include Crystal Pepsi. Okay. Diet Cokes, diet colas were a big thing too at one point. I just thought, you know. In the, I would, I don't know if that would be more appropriate in the 90s or the 2000s, but Hawaiian Punch on tap, like in uh, what movie is that 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 happens? Billy Madison. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we need to. Oh my gosh. I mean, we could do all the things. Anything is possible here um, in Westview. Anything's possible. I really wish that I had went first. But you could. You could go into Agatha's lair. Like that could be one of the clues is like they bring you down and you could see all her artifacts. Like, we're just, going to have a whole Agatha show. So there's a lot that you could build on to there. If we're going to get to know her more. I would almost just want them to like drop a letter in your mailbox and be like, show it the show up at this place at six o'clock. Ooh, they could do that. So, and um, on your TV, it could yeah. be like a broadcast. You'd have to do that. They would have to stop everything and you'd have to watch like the show. That would be cool. That'd be really cool. Dang it. I'm including that in my. Mine's going to seem lame now. I mean, this is a really solid idea. So Disney, if you're listening, it sounds really cool. So for full transparency, I obviously know that Catherine loves Wanda and WandaVision more than me sometimes. <laughs> and I thought it would be too on the nose and I thought you wouldn't do it. So I typed out my whole thing and I also did Westview and WandaVision. And then he saw what I was looking up with the food. Yeah, I saw Crystal asked, Pepsi on your screen. We're like, why is Catherine looking at Crystal Pepsi? Oh, she's thinking about food through the decades because she's doing the exact same thing as me. Yep. So I, mine was very similar to yours. The only thing... Instead of saying um, escape room, I used, I said it was like a murder mystery type thing. Like no actual murder takes place, but <laughs> more of a mystery effect on it. Uh, and then, but I said like the premise for why you're going in there is because the FBI has sent you in like undercover, kind of like how Monica went in undercover to try to figure it out. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. 
I, do you want to hear mine? or Of course I want to hear yours. Okay. Mine's not going to be quite as elaborate. You're, you're I really pages did, and pages of notes, I, I think. I really did think this through. Mine's just in my notes app on my phone. <laughs> so uh, my second theme, because my first theme was Westview. I struggled with this. I thought about a couple of different things. I thought just like Avengers in general, you could do like a recruiting type thing. That seemed like two on the nose. You know, I think that's the obvious one to go with. But, I mean, isn't Galactic Star Cruiser pretty on the nose? Well... Yeah. Just playing, you know, just to play that side of things. Yeah. I I think if they ever do a Marvel one, which I honestly think they will down mm-hmm. the road. I think if this succeeds, this is a brand new line of business that they will open up. Which is why Westview. Cha-ching. Yeah. So it'll I I think it's really exciting that they're going to do this. I also thought about Wakanda, but Truthfully, I typed the whole thing out and I thought it's too soon. Like, because the only really conflict that I can think of is that they are appointing a new Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And I thought it's too soon since Chadwick Boseman's passing. And then I got really sad and had to think of something new. I understand. So, I understand. I'm just trying to preface all this so you don't boo me off the stage when I, I say this. <laughs> We okay. We all collectively promise that we will not boo you off the stage. I hear some listeners out there saying boo. <laughs> okay, I went with Ant Man themed and like Pym Laboratory themed. So that's the setting is that you're in the Pym Lab, like the one that they actually like have the rollers on that shrinks and does everything from uh-huh. from Ant Man that they move around all the time with them. Um, and your rooms that are set up like a mixture of things that are giant and things that are small, but I think they all need to be fully functional. So like maybe you have a gigantic phone in your room, but you pick it up and it actually works along the way. <laughs> the only thing that would make me mad if your bed was like super small. No, that would have to be a giant yeah. item. Your bed would have to be huge. And then maybe like your side table is teeny tiny yeah i think it'd be cool like if you had multiple rooms and like one was a giant room and one was a small room or yeah or whatever that might look like but they've used pim particles on all these different things and then you know in galactic star cruiser they have the uh robot and the screen or the droid sorry the droid, yeah <laughs> that helps you and like assist you you can ask her questions and she gives you instructions on when things are going to happen so I think the ants have to play that role for you here. Oh my gosh, yes. So okay. They're spelling things out for you and they're, you know, guiding you and directing you and, you know, doing the arrows for the directions that you're supposed to go along them. Um and then I said that this would be connected to Avengers Campus just because they have the PIM test kitchen anyway, like it kind of fits in. It makes sense. Anyway, so the conflict that I came up with is that someone has been stealing PIM particles and selling them on the black market. You can tell I really like the mystery part of it. So they've brought you in as an intern group, and your first assignment is you have to investigate to figure out who is taking the PIM particles and selling them, and who are they selling them to, and what are their plans with them. So Taskmaster? Not Taskmaster. So the different uh, missions that you're going to go on, you're going to do like some PIM chemistry lessons. You're going to learn how the PIM particles 
work and what they do, you're going to see things grow and shrink and go through that whole process safely, of course. So, of course, With yeah. your safety goggles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I think the coolest thing that you could do is you could actually ride an ant. So, like, I almost... <laughs> I wish you all could see Brendan's face right now. <laughs> I almost pictured, like, a um, mechanical bull situation. <laughs> so you can ride on the ant, on Antony the longest. <laughs> no, no, they all have to have different names. Yeah, but Antony's the main one. I know, but doesn't, some, doesn't he die? I, I don't remember. But they all have funny, like... <laughs> names yeah but um you know i don't know if it needs to be a full-blown like attraction but like like a training type thing uh-huh i think yeah would be how cool. to ride an ant yeah yeah but i think that would <laughs> be really fun you don't think that'd be fun no i'm i'm giggling because i think that sounds awesome <laughs> i'd love to just see how they would do that yeah i mean it could even be something like flight of passage Almost. Okay. Like cooler. Mm-hmm. Like but a simulator. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like more individualistic, but still like a, a similar type okay. thing. Yeah. But I think just like the sets that you could build in something like that would be just extraordinary. Now, I didn't say you go into the quantum realm, but it could be, that could be a ton of fun too. No, that seems kind of scary. Probably make you vomit. Yeah, I don't know about that. But you have to sign a waiver for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the deluxe package. Yeah. You get to go into the quantum realm. Uh, and then food. I mean, I think it's just kind of like, like you don't reinvent the wheel like Pim Test Kitchen's already there. Yeah. So you do giant things and tiny things and mix things up along the way to to really make them fun. And they'll have and, the souvenir cups. Yeah. That we didn't get. Correct. Mm-hmm. But at the end of it, you'd figure out who is stealing the pimp particles. I'm not going to spoil it for you now. You'll have to do the experience. I'm, my guess is Taskmaster. It's not Taskmaster. <laughs> Why do you think everything is Taskmaster? I don't Because Taskmaster is in Avengers Campus, and I think it's funny. <laughs> no, it's... um. Well, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, don't tell us. Don't ruin the surprise. Okay. So how would you rate mine compared to yours? Um, I mean, I still think mine is superior, but... The writing of the ant did tickle me. So you do get some bonus points for that. I enjoyed that. Okay. Are you ready for your non-Marvel one? Yes. We're uh, 50 minutes in, so just... That's okay. That's it. We have a lot to talk about. It's been a while. Um, So my non-Marvel immersive experience, this might come as a surprise, but it shouldn't. Because this is something that I, before Marvel... Before Star Wars, you know, when Brendan would make me watch Star Wars, this is kind of the first thing that I thought was really, really cool. Wait a minute. Let me guess. Pirates of the Caribbean. Correct. Wow. So my immersive experience is based off of the Pirates of the Caribbean? Caribbean? Uh, You know, I think it's Caribbean. And I also have recently realized, someone pointed this out, is that like me as a normal people will say pirates of the Caribbean, the attraction, but then they'll say Caribbean beach, like interchangeably. I don't know. I why know that's that why I don't know which one it's supposed to be. I think it's actually Caribbean pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. That's what we'll go with then. I'll probably change as we go along, but that's okay. 
So just because of where the actual attraction is located, I am saying that I would connect it to Adventureland in Magic Kingdom. I guess if we were to do this in Disneyland, it would be connected to Port Orleans. No, not Port Orleans. Oh my gosh. New Orleans Square, which could be pretty cool. There is actually room behind Adventureland at Magic Kingdom. That could work. That could work. So it would be connected to the park because I do think having that connection could be really cool. Um, But basically the conflict here is you have all of your typical villains. So you'd have um, Davy Jones, you'd have Barbosa, which I think would be really cool to see in real life. Also very scary, but pretty cool. And they are working against your crewmates and Jack Sparrow to find the treasure and take over your ship. So you have to be located on the Black Pearl. That's the setting for all of this. Your accommodations are not luxury accommodations by any means. <laughs> uh, I mean, you'll have a bathroom. You have indoor plumbing? Yeah. I, I just said you'll have a bathroom. Okay. You'll have a bed. But I would not expect much. I mean, it's run by Captain Jack Sparrow. So it's not going to be luxury or like very high tech, I would have to say. It makes sense. You're slumming it in this, in the Black Pearl. Um, you might, I guess if we're going with like hosts or someone to help you along, you can have a parrot. Oh yeah, that'd be fine. I can't think of any other like little sidekicks or anyone else who could help you. Uh, I can't remember his name, but the one guy has a monkey. Uh, but the monkey is kind of, well, okay, maybe the monkey. A parrot would probably be better. Yeah. A parrot could talk. Not Iago or anything like that, but just, you know, a parrot. Um, but that could kind of be the person to help you out. But basically your missions are you're finding the treasure, you're breaking the curse, you are trying to help Jack Sparrow just be successful. Uh, I guess I don't know every little detail about the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, but is there anything else that you would add? Well, so how would you feel? I, you know, because this is very strictly business here. Correct. Um, they're not going to use Jack. What if they use red instead? Catherine's frowning for the listeners at home right now. I just like, I mean, I guess that's fine. Okay. I'm just like, you know, I'm just, it's it's about a compromise sometimes. Yeah, but the compromise like really messes with my whole thing here. Like a little bit of Jack. A little bit of Jack. Maybe. You can still see him in the parks. Yeah. They still put him out there. Yeah. You don't have to title it Captain Jack Sparrow's Black Pearl mission. I don't know. I'm just saying, I think Red is the future of the franchise. Or whoever this character is that Margot Robbie is playing. You know, okay. <laughs> um, but anything else as far as missions? Food? What, what kind of food are we eating? Just messy food? No, <laughs> I do have a theme here. Oh. Um, so seafood, obviously. But I did look up other popular Caribbean dishes that you would probably get to experience along your travels. So it would be things like jerk chicken, you get some rice and beans, some conch fritters, um, some flying fish, and cuckoo, which is similar to a polenta. Interesting. I found a uh, pepper pot, which is like a stew, very hearty. No, pepper pots is an Iron Man. Ha ha ha. 
Um, it's a stew in the Caribbean, Brendan. Um, plantains, and then obviously you have to have some rum. Some you have like a spiced rum cake. You can have some drinks. <laughs> rum on tap. Rum, yeah, rum. That's what's in your room. Forget about luxury accommodations, but you have rum on tap. You know, in one of yours now we have Kool Aid on tap, and the other one or uh, Hawaiian Punch. Sorry, <laughs> and now this one rum. Let's just mix the two of those. That's a heck of a time. I mean. You can barter with the people who are staying in Westview <laughs> to trade rum for wine punch. But I just think it'd be really cool. You'd have to dress like a pirate. You'd have to talk like a pirate. Give us your best pirate voice right now. Our <laughs> Sound more like a corgi. <laughs> just ours. Um, but I do think it'd be really cool. It I gives you a little it. adventure. I mean, I think they could do it really well with theming and everything. It would be a little more typical than like the Westview setup because you could do obviously like a bigger building. I think it'd be funny if you, you know, like because with Star Cruiser, they have to transport you to Galaxy's Edge. If on this one, they make you like ride in little dinghy boats. Oh, absolutely. You have to paddle yourself. Or they send the Jungle Cruise skippers to come get you. <laughs> To get over there. Yeah. That, that seems fun. Uh, I went a completely different route. I did a Pixar movie. Ooh. Would you like to guess which one it is? Uh, Monsters, Inc.? Correct. That Okay, that's the other one that I thought of, was really? you could go to Monstropolis, mm. and you'd have to work as... Okay, 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 okay. stop. <laughs> Jeez. Can't even present my own... <laughs> Theoretical you, you have, immersive hotel. You have the stage. Okay. Um, so this is Monsters, Inc. And the setting is Monstropolis. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it wow. Um, and the setup is kind of like, I don't, this is very niche, I think. And okay. I don't know if anybody who didn't grow up in Nashville experienced something like this. But where I went as a kid, it was called Exchange City. Did you have something like that? Yeah, I went to Exchange City. Oh, that was after you moved to Nashville? Yeah. Oh. I was in elementary school. I think, oh, oh I guess you started going there in fifth grade. I fourth, think fifth grade. Fourth grade. Okay, fifth grade's when I went to Exchange City. You might have had, I, is Exchange City a, a brand? I don't know. Now I feel like I have to look this up. Okay, so Exchange City in Nashville, for those of you who are curious, if you, maybe you had a different version of this, it's like a little city for children. And so it was like a field trip that you would go on and you'd get there and they would assign you different jobs that you would do during the day to help this city run. So some people might be a police officer. Some people might be the mayor. Like that was a thing. I was the judge. You were the judge. Well, you mm -hmm. are pretty judgy. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, can you guess what I was? Have I ever told you before? Were you like a banker? I was the, I was the accountant. That <laughs> <laughs> was very on brand for me. Exactly. Um, I just learned that Exchange Exchange City started in Kansas City in that area. Wow. So our Midwest folks maybe they, went to Exchange City as well. Possibly. Do they still do Exchange City? Um, I don't think they do. But it, basically, actually. it's a really dysfunctional city ran by children. Correct. But I think we adopt that same 
roles for Monstropolis. So you're coming as as like interns or something, or you're being you know uh, introduced into Monstropolis, and so they've all set you up with jobs to help you get incorporated into the city. In other places, it might have been called BizTown. 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 Interesting. It is very interesting. I think we should open up one of those in Orlando. For sure. Yeah, this is what everybody needs to experience. You know, that was foundational for me. It was. It really made me believe that I could grow up and be a judge. Are you about to enroll in law school? No. (laughs) I I did major in finance after doing... After being Mr. Accountant, so who knows? That could have been what planted the seed. I'd be interested because before you had to do Exchange City, you had to learn how to like balance a checkbook because that's how you would pay for things. You would get a paycheck and then you'd have to put it into your checkbook and then you'd have to pay for things using a check. And they taught. And I had to, so my job was to check people's records to make sure that they did the math correctly. And they weren't bouncing checks. So, like, what do they do nowadays if people don't really use checkbooks anymore? Debit card, I guess. That seems very dangerous. Then you can opt for a credit card. You can apply for a line of credit. (laughs) Uh, You might even get into some crypto trading (laughs) in Exchange City. But, okay, we're getting off topic. You think they have NFTs in Exchange City? (laughs) They might. They might. Oh, okay. So, anyway... That's just a very, very small part of this. But it's so just- it also kind of sounds like um, the monsters at work. Yeah. So there's lots of different jobs that you yeah. could have. Yeah. But your job wouldn't be like accountants. You'd be like on the scare floor or the laugh floor. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Do you have to dress like a monster? I think so. Mm-hmm. I think you have to cover one eye and just have <laughs> bad depth perception the entire <laughs> time that you're there. Uh, but you could be part of the maintenance crew or you could be, you know, a teacher, whatever it might be, to be teaching uh, at Monsters University or something. Ooh, okay. Um, I'd like r- to be Roz. You would like to be Roz. Yeah. So the rooms are set up, you know, just kind of in that Monsters, Inc. theming, um, very cartoony and whimsical. I think I'm going to borrow your idea from Westview and that you get announcements from the people who announce it on the news. Yeah. Tonight in Monstropolis, kid on the loose. Um, that was pretty good. That was a good one. Maybe I should try out to be a news anchor. You should. I couldn't keep a straight face. I'd be the one, you know, obviously, I people who listen, to I trip over my words so much. I'd be the one who like say an inappropriate word on accident, like my tongue gets tied, and then I'll just laugh hysterically for gosh knows how long. It would be embarrassing. Well, yeah. Thanks for hyping me up. You could do it. I thought I could really do this, but, (laughs) um, and I think it doesn't have to be, but I guess if you wanted to connect it to Tomorrowland, it's like a portal. I don't know if it's really necessary to do that. I mean, you could do DCA with that Monsters Inc. ride, but that's not like an e-ticket attraction or anything. So probably just skip. That part. I think the conflict that's going on, I went back and forth between there's a kid on the loose, but I ended up going with that. They're in an energy crisis. And so they've brought you in because they need more resources to get things back on track. And so your missions is, you know, after you've done your job for the day or whatever, and you're learning on the job, but you're also taking classes on how to be 
on the laugh floor. So it's all leading up into at the very end, you have to, you know, have written jokes or stuff throughout your weekend stay. And at the very end, you go in to a quote unquote child's room and deliver your jokes and see if you can get some Google Watts for Monstropolis who are in an energy crisis. Like I said, yeah. I don't know, how do you, how do you feel about that so far? I'm looking for some feedback <laughs> here. Um, I mean, it sounds pretty cool. I mean, cause you, I guess you would be going into like a simulator. You would get to see the door. You would go in the door. The light would come on. I mean, it could be pretty cool. Yeah. It'd be a little intimidating. I think to have to come up with your own jokes. Like what if they don't laugh? Maybe they have like some default ones that you can fall back on. Yeah. Yeah. That would work. I like it. Um, for food, I think you'd have to go to Harry Housen's, which is the Japanese restaurant from Monsters, Inc. 100%. And then the other food that I think would be cool is if it was like the monsters made things that they think humans enjoy, but like they're very like far monster-fied. Off. Yeah. So like they know that humans like hot dogs. They make like hot dog soup. Or something <laughs> like things that don't make any sense, but like obviously Disney can make them taste good, yeah, along the way. But like things that are completely wrong, but they're so confident that they're something that humans would enjoy. Oh, that would be fun, yeah. I like that. I guess the whole kid on the loose thing wouldn't work since they're inviting us humans in, it'd be a lot of kids, yeah. 2319, you'd be kicking all the kids over, found one. <laughs> Get him out of here. <laughs> yeah, this is an adults-only experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's that's pretty much it. Like I, I said, like I it. really wish that I had gone before your Westview one. That was that was a good one. That was a good one. Any other thoughts before we wrap this one up? I don't think so. This is fun. Of everything that you've seen on the Galactic Star Cruiser, what do you think is the coolest? And when I tell you, I really haven't looked at anything, honestly. And not because I'm trying to avoid spoilers or anything. I think I just haven't been as interested in it knowing that it's not really something that we're going to do. Like, I'm not trying to learn about it before we go or anything like that. The only thing I've seen is kind of that final fight scene, just like a little clip of it. I've seen some of the outfits that people have worn um, and just like the rooms, obviously. But... That's about it. The pop star singer looks really good. Okay. I think that would be fun. Yeah. Maybe we can watch a, a YouTube video tonight. Do you really think, do you think I'm right that they will, and this, this isn't my opinion, I'm just parroting this from other people. Do you think this is an avenue that they will explore for other franchises? I think if it's successful, absolutely. I mean, I think that's just kind of how anything goes. They test it out. They see how it goes. We could say the same thing for um, just Rise of the Resistance, you know, just the way that that ride is set up and kind of what they're saying might come to Avengers Campus in their, like, e-ticket attraction. Um, you know, if, if one thing works and it's kind of groundbreaking, paves the way for, you know, the next thing, and they're just going to keep building on that. So I think it's definitely a possibility, but I do think they're probably going to wait and see how it pans out money wise, because they don't want to lose money. 
obviously. Yeah. Well, it just seems it's it's a very small footprint that you can do something like this on. I mean, it's so. a very small building when you drive by. And so if you can charge those types of prices, it seems like it would be pretty profitable, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned Avengers Campus e-ticket attraction. I don't know if I've shared this rumor that I saw with you. Ooh, let's hear it. So the rumor was is that uh, roller coaster people will be annoyed that I don't know who the like the manufacturer of these things are. But whoever manufactured Tron for Shanghai, we're already not off to a great start. Disney, you know, when they ordered them, they ordered three of them. They've now cashed two of those in. Shanghai, Magic Kingdom. The rumor was the third one is going at DCA, but it'll not be Tron themed. It will be Captain America themed on his bike. How do you feel about that? And that's the e-ticket attraction? Well, I I don't know, because I still think they're going to do the Quinjet ride. Yeah. Like, they haven't nixed that. Like, yeah, that's kind of what I was saying. I thought, like, the Quinjet type of experience was supposed to be more interactive, where, like, you are joining the Avengers to do something. And- in this scenario, let's say it's in addition to that. I mean, that would be cool. I would never not want a Captain America-themed ride. It just seems, I don't know, below par for everything else in Avengers Campus. If that's all it is, if it's just like a roller coaster where you're on Steve's bike. some more theming than Tron does. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd be interested in seeing what they do with it, I guess. I mean, Hagrid's, when you think about it, just big picture, it could sound pretty lame. And we love it as a story coaster. So obviously it can be done. Yeah. I would just be interested in what they would do with it. Because I feel like the Web Slingers is pretty interactive and hopefully the Quinjet is more so Rise of the Resistance level that, you know, it would would have to be well done. I wonder if Cosmic Rewind will give us a glimpse into what the Quinjet ride could be. Even even that, though, I feel like I have very high expectations. For Cosmic Rewind? For the Quinjet. Oh, what about for Cosmic Rewind? I'm not sure. I'm optimistically hesitant, is I guess the way that I'll describe myself. Because I do, I do think it should be cool. I just is don't know how cool. Is it the family coaster cool. thing? Um, I, I don't think family coaster is throwing me off. I mean, do you think Rise of the Resistance would fall under a family ride? I think it's accessible to the whole family. I don't know. Like, our niece is tall enough to ride it now. Yeah. I don't know if... But they never put that in any marketing, I don't think. Maybe. I don't don't know. I don't know. I'm optimistically hesitant. Is that a term? Now it is. I think it's hesitantly optimistic. You know, same thing. Tomato, tomato. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us for episode number 337 of the podcast. We are getting back into the swing of things. That's the best way of putting it? I think it is. So may not be back to our full-blown schedule like we have been in the past, but we are getting closer to 
putting this back into our routine. We really, really appreciate all the messages that you guys have sent checking in on us. That is so humbling and so sweet of you guys to think of us. So we really, really appreciate that. I can promise you we are all good. Yeah, we're just, I don't know, life, man. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You sound like Fillmore from Cars. <laughs> life, man. Maybe that's what I was going for. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for listening, and we will chat with you real soon. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Make sure you subscribe and leave us an iTunes review if you enjoyed the show. Between episodes, you can find us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland or visit DetourToNeverland.com. We appreciate you letting us be part of your day. See you real soon. <laughs>